اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته الحمد لله كما الحمد لله starting in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showing our gratitude by saying alhamdulillah rabbil alamin and inshallah tonight as in the past when you were present and the the pilot was inexperienced so the same night the same issue today the pilots are absent and they grabbed a passenger to fly the 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 plane but i have co-pilots inshallah uh, inshallah the whole room the whole plane is co-pilots so we will go and inshallah learn something together it won't be one way inshallah we will interact who remembers the topic of the talk today tonight you you who received the flyer uh huh what does it say very close so the last word is needs a little maqamuka haythu aqamaka so even if you can remember this one thing from this whole halaqa that's great if you can take away you can with you just this one sentence maqamuka haythu aqamaka now who knows that the meaning of that what does what that means there is the meaning but like a little elaboration the meaning is also on the flyer there if you can remember maqam who knows uh, who speaks arabic huh okay abdurrauf maqamuka haythu aqamaka means what haythu Okay, who who can help? Yes, Abdul Basit. Who? Allah. Allah. You see that H capital, right? So that means your place is where he placed you. So just remember this sentence and inshallah we will help each other what that means and what the ayat and the ahadith inshallah that we're going to mention. and these are all of them are known to you none of that aya or hadith that i'm going to mention will be new we all know it but we just want to learn um, probably a little more detail or a different angle sometimes you you uh, read an aya uh, or a hadith which you have read and and heard and listened and studied tens of times but you get, sometimes you get a little bit of different perspective a little bit of different detail that gives uh, an- another clarity and understanding to the ayah to the hadith so the ayat and the ahadith that we are going to be l- learning inshallah tonight none of those are new to uh, i believe mo- most of us inshallah we will only be uh, trying to understand them from a different angle now maqamuka haythu aqamaka this was a very interesting topic that um i wanted to discuss inshallah and this means that you are we in this dunya in this life we we most of the time but every almost everyone looks for their prestige looks for standing they are standing in front of people like how will people look at me how will they consider me 
if I dress certain way, if I work in a certain place, you know, if I conduct myself in, a, in this way or the other, how will people look at me? How will they perceive me, right? A lot of times, you know, in, in our social media, we are so concerned about what? If I do this, how many likes would I get? If I don't do that, how many people would follow me, right? And all of that is so your image in, my, in front of people, your image in, in, in public. Is that true or not? A lot of times we are so, so concerned, so worried, and many times we do or avoid to do just because we, we have this, this, this uh, uh, vision that, you know, what, what will people think of me if I do this? What is my standing? That's one level. The second level, when you have someone very, very important in your life, parents, teachers, um, some imam, friend, an elder person that you love so much, you always want to make sure what's your standing in his eyes. What is your value in his or her eyes, parents, right? So flip that and think of what is my position with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where am I? How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at me? What is my standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So this is the most important thing that as a Muslim, as a believer, we should be concerned about. Yes, the, the materialistic dunya, the things in dunya, some of them, the things that I mentioned are okay, are good. But some of them are just waste of time. That we are so much concerned of how people perceive us. Which doesn't benefit us at the least. And we are just worried about and concerned about our name, our fame, our standing, our position, our, you know, uh, all of uh, these things. But the most important thing that we should worry about, how am I, where am I in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what it says, maqamuka haythu aqamaka. So let, let me just give a short meaning of this. Wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has positioned you, has placed you, where, whatever role that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, first and foremost, fulfill the rights and responsibilities of that maqam. If you are a teacher, if you are an imam, if you are an el, ol, older sibling, if you are in any position, first and foremost, be fully committed to what Allah has chosen for you and, and fulfill the rights. And in every um, area that you are, be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it's business, whether it's your, you know, whatever job you have, maqamuka haythu aqamaka. How you conduct yourself in that, in, in whatever you are doing, that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see you. That's one aspect. But I'm going to spend time on something different. Which means, we do many different things in life. Especially when it comes to deen, or ibadah, or, or worship, right? Now, all of those things, like salah, charity, our Qur'an, being around the Qur'an, learning, studying, reciting, teaching, memorizing, and all different ways of being around the Qur'an. 
making dua, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dhikr of Allah, remembering Him, standing in salah, whether in public, in jama'ah, or on our own, at home, at work, where all of these things, there is a very, there are many, many different lessons, many different things that we can learn, the fiqh of these things, how to do them properly, that's one aspect. The, what is the right way to do them? What is allowed, what is not allowed? That's part of the learning and the knowledge. But what I'm trying to learn and, learn and share today is, when I do these things, where am I? How, how, how am I seen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that, the, what, what I'm trying to do is, all of that gives us a, a confidence, a certainty, and a more interest in what we do. And when we go one by one, we will see how that works. So the first thing, there is an ayah in Surah Al-Imran. Who is a hafiz or half hafiz or part hafiz? No hafaz today. That's what I said. You know, the, all the pilots are not here. And the, the, the rukab, the passengers are left by themselves. Right, Walid? So the Surah Al-Imran in Ayah talks about uh, the earning, gaining Allah's mahabba. What is mahabba? Huh? Love, the love of Allah. How, what should you do, what can you do to be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And there is nothing else, nothing better, nothing more valuable for anyone to gain than to be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine a very important person in your life, uh, your uh, parents, your teacher, your older brother, sister, uh, your spouse, or someone that you really, really admire and you really want them uh, you know, to, to look at you and have and love you. And you will do everything you can to make that happen, right? So imagine there is a way there is a path in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places us, positions us, so that He loves us. Who remembers that ayah? قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ So, this is how I look at this ayah. If you want to know if Allah loves you or not, what should you do? This ayah says, فَاتَّبِعُونِ Then الْإِتِّبَاعَ so, if Allah has allowed you, has given you the tawfiq, now you will understand what I'm saying. The, so far it was all some, uh, a little philosophy. Now you will understand more. If Allah has allowed you, and Allah has given you the tawfiq, what is tawfiq? Ability. The ability to follow, to do the ittiba'ah. I'm going to put out some of the Arabic words so that you are familiar with in classes, in lectures, in khutbas. When you come across these words, you understand them. Al-Ittiba' means following the right path, following the example, following the footsteps of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, if Allah has given you the tawfiq to obey and follow the example, the footsteps of the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then know for certain that Allah loves you. 
and that gives you a lot of sukun. What is sukun? Huh? Tranquility, peace of mind. That Allah loves me. I'm going to follow. Doesn't matter if it takes my time, if it takes me away from some certain things that I love to do so much, but my obedience earns me what? The love of Allah. So if you want to see if you are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you should do what, Zishan? Ittiba'a, I just said, al-ittiba'a, following, obeying, right? Qul in kuntum tuhibboona So if Allah has given you the tawfiq to obey and follow the example of the Prophet know that Allah wants for you what? Come on, don't sleep. Allah wants to love you. Allah wants to? Now t give me other examples of ayat, parts of ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah loves such and such people. Allah loves such and such persons. Oh. Come on, nobody knows any word of the Quran. In Allah yuhibbu tawabina, you are tawab. In Allah yuhibbu tawabina, yuhibbu mutatahirin. Means what? Brother Rafiullah, Allah loves those who are tawab, like our tawab here, and who are mutatahirin. Brother Abdullah, what does tawab mean? He explained Arabic into Arabic. Now we need another person to explain that. The one who I repeatedly repents, often repents, rep returns all the time, is remembering how to repent back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah has given you the tawfiq, now, from uh, now on, when I mention a word, you should complete the sentence. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to do tawbah, remember that He loves you. The next word, the next ayah. Inna Allah yuhibbul tawabin wa yuhibbul mutatahirin. What is mutatahirin? Those who purify themselves. And what is purification? Physical purification, cleanliness, being. Uh, you know, nice, good looking, good smelling, especially when you come to masjid, especially when you are in, in, in salah, especially when you are around others, right? That's physical uh, that's physical purification. But it also means purification of the inner self. By what? How do we purify inside walid? Wudu, that's, that's outward, that's, that's physical. The inward. The inside. Yes, uh, Fahad, mashallah. Huh? So when we say purification, cleanliness, we clean our clothes, our body, right? By wudu, by ghusl, by shower. And the inner self also needs some cleansing. How do we do that? Huh? By what? A tawbah? by avoiding sinful things okay and by avoiding all that that displeases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lying 
backbiting, cheating, yes, being unjust, unfair, and all these things that keeps our nafs, our ruh, our self, our uh, inner self, what? Dirty. So if Allah has given you the tawfiq to do physical purification and internal purification, know that He loves you. So the first part of our discussion is, if Allah has given you the tawfiq to follow the Prophet know that He loves you. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to boot tawbah of wrongdoings, you lied, you showed some you know, uh, arrogance, you backbited, and you did tawbah, you repented, you returned right away, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Despite your big mistake, despite your heinous crime, and you return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Allah loves you. Why? Because Allah himself says, in Allah, yuhibbu tawabin wa yuhibbu mutatahirin. That's the second thing. What, give me another example of the things that Allah loves. Brother Abdullah, ayat. That's zikr. That will come the second, that's the second point. Right now we are about, how do you know if Allah loves you? Where are you in the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are the things if you do, you are certainly sure Allah loves you. So the first one was, I'm going to repeat this so that we learn. Al-Ittiba' Following the footsteps, the example of the Prophet. Number two, Tawbah. Number three, purification, tatahir, cleanliness, physical and internal. Okay, you wanted to say something. Exactly, that's, that's the tawfiq. Now, okay, give me other examples where the Quran says many, many ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah loves such and such people. Inna allaha yuhibbul muhsineen. What does that mean, Abdul Basit? You should explain it now. Who do? Who do good? Simple. Simple meaning of Allah loves those who do good. Now, flip that. Which means, if you are doing good, know that Allah loves you. And what will that give you? That will give you more taste, sweetness in what you do. Right? If you do good, you excel, you try your best, you do put your best efforts. You are not cheating in your ibadah. You are not showing off, I'm doing it so my teacher can see me, my friend can see me. Even if you don't say it, but internally you think, you know what, let's do it a little this certain way so I can get some attraction. No, you don't do it for that. You do it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see your excellence. In Allah yuhibbu, wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. In Allah yuhibbul muhsineen, many, many ayat. Allah loves those who, Zishan who? Al-muhsineen. What does it mean? Who do good, who excel who do their job in excellent manner. They try their best. Are we, are we perfect? Can we do everything that we're supposed to do perfectly without any mistakes, any shortcomings? No. Al-Muhsin means you try your best. You do everything that you can possibly do. So whatever you can. So behind that, 
know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Whatever you do and you put your best efforts and you try, Allah loves you. Give me another example. Exactly. And there are tens of ayat, right, Brother Abdullah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in Allah yuhibbul mutawakkilin. What does a mutawakkilin mean? Those who put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right, Ashraf? Those who depend and rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which means, you do your best, you try, you put all the asbab, all the wasail. What does asbab and wasail mean? All the means in your disposal. But then you then leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leave the outcome, the results to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You trust Him, you put your trust in Allah. Why do we do that? You have an attorney and the end of the month you have a court, a court date, right? And you have a, a lawyer, an attorney. So whatever you can gather about your case, who do you consult? Who do you give it to? And then you trust him for defending you, right? That's in our worldly affairs. But he may be able to defend you properly, he may not. He may fail. You may be convicted. You may be thrown into jail, despite spending money, attorney, and all of that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable. In Allah ala kulli shayin When you put your trust in Allah, that means you know He is capable of. You know He has no shortcomings. You know that He can do it. You know you are weak and He is not. Right? We are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you put your full trust in Allah. So, so far we are in the first point of things that you do gives you certainty that Allah loves you. Number one, come on, I keep repeating because I want you to memorize and learn these things. Al-ittiba', following, obeying uh, the footsteps of the Prophet Number two, tawbah. Number three, purification. Number four, tawakkul, putting your full trust in Allah. When you do this, these, these kinds of things, wallahi, when you put your, your you know, uh, you think deeply about this, no, no matter what you lose in the world, as long as you gain Allah's mahabba, Allah's love, you have not lost anything. You are not in loss at all. You may feel like that, you, it may seem like that, but no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Okay, two more things before we go to point number two. What, do, what does Allah love? As-sabirin, patient, those who exercise patience. And patience, as you know, is how many levels? Three. One, being consistent in doing good, never giving up. And number two, staying away consistently from evil, from bad. And in the middle, being steadfast and strong if any challenges come in your way. If any thing that tests you, tries your resolve, tests your resolve, you, you remain steadfast and strong. So three main things of sabr. In Allah you sabirin. When you show sabr, Every morning you wake up and you throw your blanket away and you want to come to masjid for fajr. Is that sabr? Huh? Yeah, that's sabr. Meaning consistently you 
put up against your, your deep sleep, consistently you put up against your desire to go and, and continue sleep for another hour, but you say, no, I'm going to wake up. This is time for Salah. And you know what? I'm going to take one more step. Instead of praying home, I'm going to go to masjid. When you do that, Allah is certain, be certain that Allah loves you. Because we said, maqamuka fima aqamaka. Your position with Allah, your place in the highest of Allah is where He placed you. He placed you in a position to wake up early in the morning and go to masjid. So be certain that Allah loves you because He, he, he gave you the tawfiq. When you, are having the when you have the tawfiq to wake up early and do the sabr and patience and consistently do the good, Allah loves you. Inna Allah yuhibbul muttaqeen, another ayah. Those who show taqwa, Allah loves them. The second thing, this, this was point number one, al gaining Allah's love through all these several things that we just mentioned. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to love you. He doesn't want to put you in trouble. He doesn't want to overburden you. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks from us is something in return we get Allah's love for that. The second part is, uh, uh, this is mentioned in a, a, a very beautiful long hadith. Being in the assistance of others, making things easy on people, being lenient and gentle with others, especially when you are uh, dealing with them, when you have some transaction with them, when you are having some business with them, and being nice, being kind, being just and fair with them. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely wants to treat you the same way. And I'm going to go through this hadith, and that will give us the meaning of what we are talking about. An Abi When you make something easy for someone, remove their difficulty, remove their hardships, remove their, their whatever they are going through, whether you are friend, your family, people in the community, whoever around you, you want to tr help them to remove their what? anxiety, their stress, whatever they're going through. Know at that moment that Allah has positioned you, placed you in a place where He will remove your troubles. He will take care of your worries. In this dunya and in the akhirah. So the point number two, being in the assistance of others, removing trouble and, and hardships and being for others. And know at that moment that Allah wants you to put you in a position where He will remove your troubles. He will take care of your worries. He will take care of your hardships, especially on the Day of Judgment. Because the hadith says, uh, And what is the more difficult, the hardships, the challenges of this dunya or the, the akhirah? Huh? The akhirah, of course. And when you have helped anyone here, in return, Allah has placed you in a position where He will remove your troubles in the Akhirah. That certainty and that taste, that sweetness will give you the energy to do more, to be consistent as much as you can, to be in the help of others. Those who bring ease on others, make it, make it easy to others, 
Allah will make, it, make things easy for him in dunya and akhirah. So again, the flip side, or, or the, the understanding it through the lens of our topic today, making things easy on others, know that Allah wants to bring ease to you. Making things easy to others in whichever way you can. And start from very simple example of your own family, siblings, parents. Don't give them a hard time, especially the young people here. How many times as you were growing? Kamal. Anybody Kamal here? Anyone on the other side here? Somebody's calling them? Your mom or someone outside calling you? Okay. Where was I? Huh? Yeah, like I said, when you start from your own family and think makes things easy, be, be easy going, be simple. And that makes easy, things easy for your parents, for your siblings. And Allah, know for sure that in turn, Allah wants to make things easy for you. And when it comes to games, when it comes to missing salah, when it comes to delaying your salah, when it comes to choices that you make, and they are consistently telling you, you know, this is not good, don't do it. Let, let's think about something different and better. Know that if you listen and if you do it and you make their life easy, Wallahi, be, as a parents, you will know when you grow up, inshallah, and you become parents. And those parents who are here, Brother Shaquille and bro Brother Amjad and so uh, uh, brothers on the other side, they know what I mean. When you make things easy for them, Wallahi, be certain that Allah will make your life easy in this dunya and in the akhirah. So all of these ahadiths and these points we have learned already, but I'm taking a little bit different angle on them. Meaning, when you're making things easy on people, especially your family, know that Allah wants for you ease. Make, make things easy for And practice it. Do it for a few days and see how much ease comes into your life, how much uh, comfort comes into your life, how much satisfaction and barakah and khair and blessings come to, into your life. So this is... Uh, uh, the next part of the hadith says, Wallahu fi abdi ma abdu fi Allah is in the assistance of a person as long as he or she is in the assistance of others. So this is very, very important. And put it in the uh, structure of what we are talking about. When you are helping others, know that Allah wants to help you. Through you, Allah is helping that person. But then, May be certain without any doubt when you extend your help to others Allah is going to help you without any doubt because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this hadith Rasulullah says Allah is in your assistance as far as you as long as you are assisting others so be certain that Allah loves you, uh, wants to extend his help this uh, hadith is long so we got some of the main things in this hadith. Number three. Somebody mentioned earlier, uh, Brother Afiola, it was you, I think. Dhikr, right? And this is very beautiful. 
If you do the dhikr of Allah, what happens? Remembering Allah. And what is the dhikr of Allah? Tell me some of the things. How do you remember Allah? What, how do you do the dhikr of Allah? Huh? Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, what else? The dua that you leave the house, the dua that you enter the house, the dua that you start before you start eating, after you finish eating, the dua of many different occasions, these are all the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What else? Reading the Qur'an is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But besides all of these, being aware all the time, conscious of Allah. You remember Him, you never are neglectful and uh, you are heedless of Him. The minute you say eh, something wrong, you remember Him and you stop. That's the zikr of Allah. The minute you try to touch something haram, see something haram, text something haram, do anything that, that is at least doubtful and you stop, and you stop it because you Remember Allah. So what happens in the context of our topic? Be certain that Allah wants to remember you. Give me an ayah that says, remember Allah and he will remember you. Which surah? Remember me and does it say, does it have seen? Fa'adhkurkum. Is it say fa'adhkurkum? Fa'adhkuruni adhkurkum. It doesn't have a scene. It doesn't have sawfa adhkurkum. It doesn't have thumma adhkurkum. What I'm trying to say, those who know Arabic language, if you put these letters, that makes it a little bit distant. Distant. But Allah says, no. The minute, the moment you remember you, me, I remember you right away. So if you want to know where you are, where you are in, in, in terms of Allah remembering you, just always remember him. And Allah will remember you where? In the heavens, among the angels. And your remembrance is just doing the dhikr, right? Subhanallah, alhamdulillah. The remembrance of Allah is what? How does he remember you? Be certain when you remember that's your maqam. That's your position. That's the place Allah has put you. And then Allah in return remembers you. So that position and it is elevated. It's much higher than your praise of Allah. He remembers you through what? Mercy. Blessings. Barakah. Guidance. Right? Keeping you on the straight path keeping you away from misguidance. All of these come from the minute you remember Allah. So again, to come back to the contest, the word says, Iza And I want in Arabic speaking. Abdullah, come here closer. Iza fa'alam annahu yuridu an Arabic students. fa'alam annahu yuridu an When Allah made you busy in His remembrance, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you the, the ability to remember Him, 
know for certain that he wants to remember you. So that's your maqam. That's your place. That's your level and rank. Which means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be remembering you all the time. Among the angels and among the, the, the higher, much higher gatherings than this gathering that we are in. فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ There is a beautiful hadith. أَنَا عِنَّ ظَنِّ عَبْدِي بِي I'm how uh, I'm as my servant uh, thinks of me. This is a this is a simplistic meaning, a very simplified meaning. I am for every one of you. Allah says for every person, I am to him as he thinks of me. If you think of me merciful, I am merciful. If you think of me forgiving, I am forgiving. If you think of me of loving you, I'm loving. And whatever you have perceived Allah to be to you, He is, He will be as you perceive Him. What does this mean, Tawab? Who else can tell me the meaning? I am Abdurrahuf. Can you come here? These, these co-pilots are very weak. The, the, the plane may go down in Atlantic. So this new co-pilot. I have one go, good co-pilot here, one here, but third one here. So we I need two on the right, left and two on the right. So it says, um, I am with him whenever he remembers me. So again, when you remember him, be certain that your position is that he is with you. Ma'iyya, ma'iyya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you when you remember him. When he remembers me inside himself, I will remember him also to myself. And if he remembers me, if he talks about me, if he glorifies me among people, in a group, I will remember him in a group, in a gathering much better than this gathering. When my servant comes closer to me, one hand length, I will come closer to him one arm length. Which means, as the more you get closer to Allah, be certain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to get closer to you. He wants to get closer to you. When you take one step, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes two steps. When you walk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala runs towards you. Now this is not physical by the way. Don't measure it by meters and feet and this and that. It is, uh, it is spiritual. It is sp spiritual closeness. The, the, when you put, put, put one, one foot forward, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets closer to you. So remember, any steps that you take, any step that you take to get closer to Allah, be certain that Allah wants to get closer to you and makes you closer to him. This is number four, Al-Quran. إِذَا شَغَلَكَ بِالْقُرْآنِ فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ يُرِيدُ أَنْ يُحَدِّثَكَ وَيَجْعَلَكَ سَاحِبَ الْقُرْآنِ Who can translate this? إِذَا شَغَلَكَ 
بالقرآن فعلم أنه يريد أن يحدثك Now remember you got a call from we don't like the presidents so I'm not going to mention that <laughs> you got a call from someone hey I want to talk to you can you visit me either on the phone or in person who do you want to, who do you really really want to talk to in your life like you haven't talked to and you really really have this this zeal to talk to him or her not her <laughs> huh? tell me someone it could be a sheikh an imam a famous teacher okay you want to meet him and see him and talk to him right okay and who else abdul basit allah akbar ah inshallah on the day of judgment who else can can um, brother ali who do you really aspire to be able to talk to him for a few minutes huh which chef imam siraj wahaj yes the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam allahu akbar think high so imagine a call comes to you or a message comes to you that such and such person wants to talk to you now take that into our context allah wants to talk to you every minute you do what every time you do something allah is directly talking to you how come on read the quran when you read the Quran, be certain Allah is talking to you. Why? How, how do I say that? How can I claim that opening the Quran, Allah is speaking to you? Because Quran is the Kalamullah. Give me an ayah that says Quran is Kalamullah. Allah, it is Allah's word. It's Allah's speech. A very, very famous ayah, a surah in the Quran. Ar-Rahman Allah al-Quran. It is Allah Ar-Rahman who has taught the Quran, meaning every word Allah has spoken. So when you want to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't have to go anywhere. All you have to do is open the Quran. And at that moment, know that Allah is speaking to you. And that should bring you extra uh, you know, taste and sweetness and, and joy when you are reading the Quran. And there is another ayah that directly says Allah, uh, Quran is the kalam Allah. This is ayah number six of Surah Tawbah. This is in Surah Tawbah. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the Prophet if any of the mushrikeen of Makkah, they want, to, they want protection, give him the protection until they hear the word of Allah. So the point being is, our point in this, in this ayah, in this point, is that, uh, that, that reading the Qur'an, being friend of the Qur'an, being around the Qur'an, in every way that you can, learning it, improving your recitation, trying to understand the meaning, right? trying to teach and help others learn it, 
being around that, be certain that Allah wants to, uh, wants to speak to you. He is talking to you. Be absolutely certain. No, have no doubts. And where is the your maqam now? Where is your position, your place? Your place, Allah has given you a place where he wants to talk to you. And that is very simple, very easy, very accessible, right in front of you, anytime at home, at work, in masjid, uh, uh, you, you can just talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by reading Kalamullah, the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number five, to know the position, to know your place in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as salah, praying. وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Establish, pray the salah the five times for my, for my remembrance, from my, for my dhikr. The greatest of dhikr, one of the greatest times, positions and places that you can remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inside the salah. So that goes back to our second point, the dhikr of Allah. Remember Allah and the position is He will remember you. And His remembrance of you is much greater, much more valuable, much more precious. That He gives you barakah and khair and goodness and kindness and, and guidance and satisfaction, happiness, tranquility. All of this is the Allah remembering you. Now how does that happen in Salah? In Salah you are reading the Qur'an, right? You do Allahu Akbar, Subhan Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhan Rabbi Al-A'la, Sami'Allahu Liman Hamidah. And from the beginning to the end, it's all the dhikr of Allah. It's all remembering Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The whole time you are remembering Allah. But there is a very, very beautiful ayah in Surah Al-Shu'ara. فَإِنْ عَصَوْكَ This is Surah Al-Shu'ara from ayah number 216 to 220. I want everybody to remember this. And this will give you, this will give you a more uh, beautiful per perspective about Salah. A more joyful look for Salah. فَإِنْ عَصَوْكَ If they disobey you, who is talking to who? If they disobey you, huh? Allah is talking to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If they disobey you, فَقُلْ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ Tell them, I have nothing to do with what you are doing. I gave you my message, I taught you, I, I delivered, but whatever you are engaged in, I have nothing to do with that. وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى الْعَزِيزِ الرَّحِيمِ And have full trust in who? Al-Aziz, Al-Rahim, the most, the mighty and the most merciful. But the next ayah, Al-Ladhi yaraka hina taqoom. Allah who sees you when you stand up for salah, especially all alone, by yourself. At the last third of the night, you wake up, you stand up, you quietly make wudu. Just like the Prophet would do every single night. And you stand up, Allah says, I see you. Now, doesn't Allah see us all the time? 
Doesn't Allah see us now? Everywhere we are. Why does specifically Allah says, Ya Abu Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I see you, I watch you when you are standing up for Salah. What, what is the significance of that? Why is that mentioned? What do you think? When Allah says, this position, this time of you standing is so beloved to me that I pay special attention. Imagine, like somebody tells you, I love you all the time, but at this point, I love you more. I love you specially. I care for you more. Whether it's your father or mother or brother or teacher or whoever it may be, he says, you know, I love you no, no matter what, regardless. But at this po point, at this moment, I love you more. I give you full, more attention. Allah, this, this trembles my heart. When Allah says, I watch you, I see you specifically when you stand up to pray. So next time when you stand up to pray, and remember this ayah, Allah is telling me, I'm watching you. I see you. I appreciate what you are doing. I can, I can see and I can under, I understand the feelings that go through when you are standing to me. But the next part is even more beautiful. It says, وَتَقَلُّبَكَ فِي sajideen." And I also see you, O Prophet of Allah, when you are among the people doing sujood. When you, when you are move, in your movements up and down in the jama'ah. So the first, uh, the first part of the ayah was talking about when you are praying alone, all by yourself. Allah is watchful. And be certain at that position, Allah give, has given you a high level that he specifically watches you, cares for you. And then, don't, don't worry, inside the masjid, inside jama'ah, wherever you stand with other people, when there are others around you going up and down in sujood and movements, Allah has special care and special attention to all of you. So, if you want to know that you are busy in salah, where are you with Allah? Know certainly that Allah watches you, He cares for you, and He pays full and special attention to you. Innahu huwa sami'ul alim. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa taala is all hearing. When you stand up in salah, all alone or in jamaat with other people, Allah hears you. Every dua, every takbir, every zikr. Every ayah that recite inside the salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears you. As-sami'ah. And al-alim, he is all-knowing. He knows why you are standing, what you are in need of. This is, there is so much more to talk about uh, the, the position of salah when we are in salah. The next point, number six, is... And this may look a little bit out um, new to some of you. In masjid, you are Allah's neighbor. You are Allah's visitor. There are several narrations put together. It makes it hasan. It makes it acceptable. In many books of the hadith, the ahadith, it says that zur rabbaka fil masjid. What does it mean? Visit your Lord in the masjid. You know, you want to visit someone, like I, again, the example of, that we gave earlier. 
you want to visit someone and see him you will do everything you will put good nice looking clothes right to see and visit Allah says every single time you come into the masjid that's you are visiting me you are invited especially the doors of masjid are open Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invites his special servants to be visiting him in his masjid so number to 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 put that into the uh, context of our topic when you are in masjid and you are happy and you want to come again and again be certain that Allah wants you to visit him be certain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the tawfiq placed you in a position that in, who invites you all the time to visit him and the more you visit the more often you visit the more you spend in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence the more barakat and khair and goodness descends on you um, and there is a, a beautiful hadith I will mention uh, in this regard being in the um, being uh, in the neighborhood of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَعُمَّارُ الْمَسَاجِدُ هُمْ جِيرَانُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَعَنْ أَنَسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ رَفَعَهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يُنَادِي أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه says that he narrates this hadith and uh, reference this to the Prophet and he says that Allah on the day of judgment will call أَيْنَ جِيرَانِي where are my neighbors and the malaika will say رَبُّنَا وَمَنْ يَنْبَغِيَ who can be your neighbors how can that happen where are those people who used to populate the masjid? And Umarul Masjid meaning those who were helping in the masjid in any way, shape or form to build it, to keep it, to maintain it, to visit it, to populate it, to keep it vibrant. Those are Umarul Masjid. So on the day of judgment, Allah says, where are my neighbors? So the minute you come to masjid, you visit be certain that Allah wants to make you his uh, his neighbor, his visitor. And that again gives us a, a, a different feeling, a different taste, a different sweetness when you come to masjid. Although you may see certain things you may not like, you certain things that may bother you, but in your knowledge, in your aqidah, in your iman, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited you and you are visiting him and on the day of judgment, this will make you his neighbor. Number seven, we have three more inshallah to go. And this is one of the most important one that like dhikr covers most of these points that we have mentioned. It, it, it encompasses many of these things. Who, what can this be? When Allah has given you a tawfiq to do certain thing, He wants to give you. He wants to grant you. He wants to provide for you. What is that one certain thing that you should do? And be certain that Allah gives you. Huh? Somebody said it. Huh? Ad-du'a. Ad-du'a'u. There is hadith. Ad-du'a'u. Huwa al-ibada. Samir will tell us what that means. The dua in and of itself is worship. How is it worship? You're doing nothing. You're just asking, begging, crying, 
how can that be ibadah? Any, any correlation? How, how can you explain that dua is ibadah? Excellent. You know, the essence of ibadah, the essence of worship is that you show your weakness, you show your need to someone who is not in need, who can fulfill your needs, who is above and high and beyond, who is perfect. And dua is nothing but showing and putting your needs in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Filling up this application, I need this and this and that and that and that and you know the receiver of the application has the capability to give. So this relationship of being in need, being weak and having certainty that there is someone who can give, who can provide, who is absolutely perfect, whose khazain, uh, whose, whose um, treasures never deplete, this relationship is ibadah. Because you are abd and he is ah, rabb. Abd and rabb. In between, there is a relationship through ibadah, to worship, to showing your need, to showing your dependence, to showing that you are only and only trusting and depending on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So dua does that. So remember, who can give me a, uh, the wording that we have been doing so far? I'll give you some hint. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to, do him, to remember him, be certain that he wants to remember you. Who can put that dua into that context, into this sentence? If Allah has given you the tawfiq to? Be certain that he wants to give you. You know, when you are begging your mom, your dad, your brother, someone, especially the young guys here, Tayyib, and who else up there? Maybe Ahmad, Fahad, Abdu, uh, Muhammad. And you, the rest have grown up. They don't beg their parents anymore, right? Parents beg now. Would you let your parents beg you? That, that is the disaster, to make your parents beg you to do something or not to do something. Believe me, be, be aware of that moment. Be scared of that moment. For you to make your father or mother to beg you not to do something or to do something. This is the greatest anger that Allah can show to you. Wallahi, that, that's, that's the, the, the arsh of Allah shakes him with that. So when you are young, little, and you trying your best again and again and again and persistently you are begging and crying and shouting and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean your parents, that's how we should show as a ba baby crying and begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala night and day, especially when you are all alone, talk to him, whichever language you choose. You don't have to speak a very, very eloquent and high classical Arabic, no. What, however you can speak, just simple speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Learn how to speak to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Allah has given you the tawfiq to make dua, be certain that he wants to, he wants to give you. Give me an ayah, come on. Nobody is helping me. I thought this, this uh, plane was full of good co-pilots. 
louder. What is the meaning? No, and your master said, Udu'uni, ask me, call upon me, make dua, beg me, ask from me, astajib lakum. And there is again no letter in between. It doesn't say, oh, I will answer. Sofa astajib lakum. Later on, I will answer. Sometimes later in your life, I will answer. No, it says, as I answer. It doesn't say, I will answer. That is the beauty of Arabic. Even interjecting a letter or two letters makes a big difference. Allah doesn't say, ask me and I will give you. Who loves Arabic? I mean, who likes uh, English grammar? Who is good at English grammar? When you say will, that's not absolute certain. It may happen, it may not happen. But when you say, ask me, I, I'm giving you without will not I will give you I'm giving you which means when Allah has given you and put you in this position back to the topic of the the, the halaqa your position your place when Allah has placed you in a in a uh, in a uh, position where you are asking and begging and make dua know that he wants to give you now that giving Maybe immediate. A lot of times you make dua, right, Brother Ali? You may have made many, many duas, but you haven't seen them materialize, right? Jaham Jashim will come your way. But is Allah not saying, Ask me, I give you? I'm giving you? Another ayah, Saalaka ibadi anni? Kareem. Ujibu da'wad. Ujibu, again, not sa ujibu, fa ujibu, kul ujibu, sofa ujibu, no, ujibu. Ask me and I'm definitely ask, answering you. When they ask uh, uh, you about me, I'm near. I'm not far. So it also brings us to another point. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to, wants to bring you closer to him, he gives you the tawfiq of dua. Because Allah says, I'm close. The way to knock Allah's door from very close distance is what? Dua. And by the way, you don't need anyone to make go and hey, can you make dua for me? Which is okay, by the way. Asking parents, asking teacher, asking someone or someone you know uh, that you 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 know you think he he uh, is knowledgeable or some. That doesn't mean that you cannot ask Allah by yourself. You cannot beg him by yourself. And Rasulullah says, Dua, the virtues of Dua, the outcome of Dua, this in and of itself is another topic. It may take hours and hours to go. But just to bring it back to the context of we're talking about, where is your position with Allah? When he gives you the tawfiq of Dua, be certain that he wants to give you. If he may give you immediately, right away, he may give you in a different manner, not something that you want, which may not be good for you. You may think it's good, but it may not be good. Tayyib says, give me a lot of chocolate, but the Rafiullah says, no, too much chocolate is not good for you. He, he can give him something else, right? Shakib, when he was young, he would always ask, brother Shakib, give me this and that. He said, no, Shakib, I know this is not good for you. 
but he certainly gave him other things instead, which Shakib knows now, oh, I'm happy he didn't give me that and certain thing. Right? So Allah knows what is good. Many times you like something, you want it, you love it, but it's not good for you. A lot of times you, you don't like something. It is good for you. He knows, you don't know. All you have to do is put your, your application of dua, beg, and then leave it to Mawla. Leave it to Mawla. Leave it to his decision. Leave it to his schedule. Don't put a schedule on Allah. Hey, answer my call at this schedule, at this plan. No, don't interfere. Your job is asking. His job is giving. How, when, where, in which manner? Don't interfere. Don't despair. Don't lose hope. Your job is ibadah. Because a dua'u wal ibadah. The servant, the slave does what the master asks, but then doesn't question. Doesn't question the manner, doesn't question the, the schedule, the timing, doesn't question how, uh, why is it not uh, answered. Leave it to Mawla. He will decide. He will put it on his schedule. He, he will put it on his plan. And this is the meaning of when you ask Allah, be certain that He is going to give you. Now, the last thing. He may not give it to you in this dunya. He may keep it for you for the akhirah. So on the Day of Judgment, there are so many things in your, in your book of good deeds. Ya Allah, I never did this. How can I get this? Why did I get this? Remember, you made a dua. That dua was then answered in dunya. And Allah stored it for you into the akhirah. You, you would say, Ya Allah, I wish you never answered any of my du'as in dunya. I wish all of those du'as were stored for akhirah. Because the grants that you will receive in the akhirah is way much greater, much better. So again, back to the point. If Allah has given you tawfiq to make du'a, be certain that huh, He is giving you. He is answering you. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ I'm near when they ask you about me أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّعَى I'm answering the call of every single call إِذَا دَعَان Every single time they ask and Allah, His treasures never deplete Give me an ayah that says there is nothing but Allah has the treasure Health, treasures. Money, treasures. Spouse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide. M uh, money, everything Allah has. There is an ayah that says Allah has the treasures of all things. There is nothing that you can imagine, but we have khaza'in, treasures. Right, Brother Ali? Khaza'in, right? Khazina is one treasure. Khaza'in is many, many treasures. The treasury of the use can deplete with all this strong dollar, but Allah's treasures will not deplete. His mercy, His giving, 
his uh, uh, peace and tranquility and blessings will not, never deplete. So this was number seven, dua. The, the number eight, the acts of obedience, which we alluded to, which we already discussed in, in some ways. Now you have learned a little bit of Arabic. You know, my back is hurting now. Tell me the meaning of this. إِذَا شَغَلَكَ بِالطَّاعَاتِ فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ يُرِيدُ أَنْ يُقَرِّبَكَ أَشْرَفْ إِذَا شَغَلَكَ What does this mean? إِذَا شَغَلَكَ Not you. When he busies you. When he makes you busy. When he makes you engaged. In what? الطاعات What is a ta'at? Acts of obedience. Any act of obedience. When he has made you available, when he has made it easy for you to be engaged in many different various types of acts of worship, know that he wants to draw you closer and closer. This is so beautiful. Don't be frustrated. I'm doing salah, then I'm going, uh, uh, rem remaining, uh, you know, waking up early in the morning, then I'm not, I don't have to, I cannot talk to this certain girl. Then I, I know I cannot watch this certain movie. Then I ha cannot go to this certain restaurant. And this is frustrating, man. This life is so... Sometimes you feel like there is nothing but haram and do this and do, do that. But Allah says, if I make you busy 24-7 in acts of worship, Staying away from certain things, doing certain things, being on the straight path. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to draw you closer and closer and closer. What is a beautiful hadith in which Rasulullah says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Samir, what did that hadith call, the type of hadith in which Rasulullah says Allah has said certain things. Al-Hadithul Qudsi. A hadith which is narrated by Rasulullah but Allah is speaking. Is it a Quran? It is between the hadith of the Prophet and the Quran. The level is below the Quran and above the hadith of the Prophet So in this hadith, Rasulullah says, and Allah says, Whoever shows animosity and hate towards my wali, my friend, I'm announcing, declaring war against this person. This is the point of our topic. Nobody can come closer to me, more beloved to me. Nobody can draw closer to me with anything more beloved to me than the things that I have made far. Like what? The first steps, the groundwork, to get closer to Allah is to do your fara'id. To do your fard obligatory acts. Like what? No cell phones for a few minutes, please. Uh. Give up cell phone for Allah and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the context. Loves you. Try, Allah wants to draw you closer. Stay away from that, 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 that online chat for a minute and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will compensate you 
with blessings and goodness and khair. So, um, that uh, the salah, the fara'id, the, the salah, the zakah, the fasting, all these fara'id. This is the beginning of getting closer to Allah. And then the Rasulullah says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِيَ تَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ After the fara'id, then my servant gets closer and closer and closer to me by doing an nawafil. What is nawafil? Abdurrahman. Voluntary, additional, extra uh, acts of ibadah. The sunnas before fard, after fard, the nafil fasting every Monday and Thursday, or at least every. 13, 14, and 15 of the month, not the, the Gregorian month, the lunar month. Um, and other acts of ibadah. You're coming into a masjid, pray two rakahs, right? And you give in charity, sadaqah, beside your zakat. Zakat is fard, but giving other charity. So all these extra additional voluntary acts of ibadah draws you closer and closer, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Until he says, through these acts of ibadah, through nawafil, through additional acts of worship, uhibbahu, I love him. Now this we get, go back to the first point. So we connect the last to the first. Gaining Allah's love. When you gain Allah's love, know, I mean, when you do acts of ibadah, know that Allah loves you. Hatta uhibbahu. When he do, when my servant does continue to do acts of voluntary acts of worship, I love him. And when I love him, I become his eyes, I become his ears, I become his hands, I become his feet. How can that be? Can your eyes become Allah? And the hadith is very clear, and it's, it's a hadith al-Bukhari. I I become his eyes. I become his ears. What does this mean? The ulama say that his eyes, his ears, his hands, his feet, all his limbs are guided by Allah, as protected by Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts barakah and blessings in them. When you do more and more acts of uh, additional and voluntary works, then you will not enjoy listening to music because Allah will bless and protect your ears. Then you will not look at porn and, and, and wrong and bad, uh, 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 impermissible pictures and videos and things because the eyes will be guided by Allah. Your eyesight will be blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you will not touch a haram thing because this will be guided by Allah. Then you will not walk towards haram because it will be guided and blessed and protected by Allah. And that comes at the barakah of what? Doing your faraid, then continuing. Huh? Nawafil. So don't think these sunnas that these uncles and aunties are doing additional, they are in significance. They are very important. They are so good that they keep you go up and up and up in the ladder of being getting closer to Allah. So again, to come back to our point of the, the topic, if Allah has placed you and made you busy with his acts of ibadah, all types of worship, know that he wants to draw you closer 
and closer and closer until he announces among the angels, I love Samir. Jibreel, and this is another hadith. Ya Jibreel, go announce among the people of the sky and in the people of the earth that Allah loves Samir. And then all the creation, humans, jinn, malaika, and animals, in their hearts, Allah puts the love of Samir for. I am just giving an example. Allah, these are not insignificant things, little small things. But Allah elevates your rank to a position. I repeat this so you can remember the topic of the, the night. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to do more nawafil, more charity, more help, going out, remember that Allah wants to bring you closer and closer and a, at a, 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 until a point where Allah declares you his beloved. And what can be better for you to achieve than to be announced and declared as Allah's beloved? Anybody can love you. You can love anyone, but for the person to love you in return is more important. Uncertain, uh, unconditional love from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number nine, before we run out of time for Isha, ma'iyatullah. When you do a few certain things, be sure. If you are busy, and this as also mentioned in, in, in some, uh, some uh, ways, being, having patience, having taqwa, having excellence in your work. Wallahu ma'as sabirin. Inna allaha ma'as sabirin, ma'al muttaqin. When you have taqwa of Allah, being aware and conscious and have fear of Allah, be certain that Allah is with you. Inna allaha ma'al ladheena taqwa wal ladheena hum muhsinoon. Those who have taqwa and ihsan. The last thing we want to mention is al-hikmah, wisdom. And wisdom meaning doing the right thing at the right time, at the right moment, at the right manner, with hikmah, with wisdom. The, the ayah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants hikmah, wisdom to whoever he wills. Remember, if Allah has given you wisdom, how to deal with people, how to deal with your family, how to deal and treat your parents. And Allah has given you this understanding and wisdom and, and knowledge. Know that Allah wants to give you a lot of khairan kathira. A lot of khair, a lot of goodness. I will just summarize very quick, and especially some of our brothers and sisters who just joined. The topic of today was maqamuka haythu aqamaka. If you want to know where you are with Allah, see where he has placed you. Simple. If you want to know where you are in the eyes of Allah, what is your level, what is your position, see where he has placed you. If he has placed you to obey their Prophet ﷺ, know that Allah, I'm revealing quickly, know that Allah loves you. If you have, if you repent again and again, know that Allah loves you. If you show patience and perseverance and consistency in your good deeds, Allah loves you. If you are purifying yourself outwardly and inwardly, know that Allah loves you. If you are doing excellent, you're trying your best in your affairs, in your ibadahs, in your relationships, you do your best, know that Allah loves you. 
And there are so many, the, the second thing, the long hadith that we said, if you are in the help of others, know that Allah wants to help you. If you want to make things easy for people, know that Allah wants to make things easy for you. Know if you remove people's troubles and hardships in this dunya, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to remove from you the troubles of akhirah. That's the position. The maqam that, that Allah has given you, blessed you, so that you can help others, know that Allah wants to help you, here and in the after. Number four, and this is very beautiful, if Allah has given you the tawfiq to remember him, know that Allah wants to uh, remember you. If Allah has deprived you, and this is very scary by the way, if Allah has deprived you and stopped you and blocked you from remembering him, that means Allah doesn't want to remember you. And don't be like that person, please. Remember him. Go to him. Beg him. Knock his door. And the next one was what? A dua. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to beg and cry and be like a baby in, the in, in, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Allah wants to? Huh? Allah wants to give you. And giving is on your schedule and on his schedule. Huh? On your timetable or on his timetable? On Allah's timetable. Don't interfere. Your job is to beg. Your job is to f fill up the application to ask. Then let Allah to decide. Let Allah the way, the manner, the time, the, and leave it to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Quran. If Allah has made you busy with your Quran, know that Allah wants to? Huh? The newcomers, Allah wants to talk to you. If Allah has made you busy with the Quran, know that Allah wants to talk to you. One more time. If Allah made you busy with the Quran, be certain that Allah wants to. Next time when you want to talk to Allah, don't go anywhere. Open the Quran. Don't run anywhere. Don't call anyone. Just open the Quran and Allah is talking to you. The next one is Salah, praying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, I, I mentioned one beautiful ayah through the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Allah pays f very special attention when you stand up alone by yourself at night. Allah watches all the time. But at that time, he gives you f full attention. Undiv Allah says, I'm giving you undivided attention when you stand up for me. And I also watch you gives you my full and special attention when you pray among people in going up and down in sujood and ruku. The next one, very quick, is uh, uh, I mentioned dua. If Allah has given you the tawfiq to make dua, Allah wants to give you. And the last one is at-ta'at, all types of ibadat. Allah wants to, if you are given the tawfiq to do different types of ibadah, acts of worship, Allah wants to, huh? wants to draw you closer and closer to him subhanakallahu wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in a position in a place that is pleased to him and that is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah give us the tawfiq to follow all these that we just mentioned the dua the dhikr the quran the salah being in the help of others, making things easy for people so that Allah makes things easy for us on the Day of Judgment.